0: This is Woman in Revival Podcast. Today, we will be continuing the series, learning from the wise in the Bible. Our sub-series is Ruth, treading the path of widowhood. Our topic for today is finding God's purpose in widowhood. Ruth was a widow who had recently been widowed when her husband Marlon died. But Ruth was able to find God's purpose for her life through that widowhood. Even though she went through serious grief, even though she was sad at the death of her husband, she didn't let that stop her fulfilling her potential in life. To all those women out there who have been widowed, I pray that God help you to find his purpose for your life through that widowhood and that he will comfort you and give you guidance. Just because you are a widow does not mean you cannot fulfill your potential in life. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father,
1: thank you for this series that we are starting today. I am just praying that your Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts, that we will hear you clearly,
0: even as we
1: can hear the treating of birds. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you to Women in revival, particularly to this series, the continuity of learning from wives in the Bible. We looked at the first wife, Eve, and I am sure the Lord spoke to your heart. So this is a continuation of that particular series of learning from wives in the Bible. We want to look at the lives of the women who were married in the Bible and see what we can learn as married women, even in our own time also. In this second sub-series, we want to look this time at another woman. She was once married, but a story changed. And we are looking at root treading the path of widowed. Now, whether we like it or not, death comes. It's part of growth. And some of us, our husband leaves earlier than we thought. And there are women that are coming to my heart, even as I'm running this series, who found themselves to be widowed. And my prayer is that this series will be a blessing, will be an equipping, even for them. So we are looking at roots, treading the path of widowed. We'll be looking at roots' ordeal, the outcome of the sale, how roots' life are done, the gospel. And I know widowhood is a big matter because many widows have actually gone astray from the Lord due to their widowed. So again, if you have any need to contact us, do go on our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk Every detail that you need to contact us is on our contact us page. Amen. Root treading the path of widowed. Today, let us look at finding God's purpose in widowed. Is there any purpose in widowed? Yes, God has his purpose for every season of life that we find ourselves. We just need to discover the same and fulfill the same. So first, let us look at Ruth's marriage. Ruth chapter 1, we will read verse 1 to 4. And I'm going to read from the King James Version. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Opa, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. So we are seeing the story of Ruth who got married to one of Naomi's sons. Ruth was a wife. Without being a wife, one can be a widow. So Ruth at some point was a wife to Malon. So we are establishing the the fact that Ruth was once a married woman. She was a Moabitess and she was married to an Israelite. Maybe we say a non-believer who married a believer, so to say. So she was a married woman. That is the first thing I want us to take from this Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. But the time came when Ruth's husband died. And we're going to read again verse 5 now. And it reads, and Malon and Chilean died, also both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. So we see that a time came when Malon, the husband of Ruth, died. So Ruth automatically entered into widowhood. What is widowhood? Widowhood is a season where one partner in a marriage dies. Marriage ends in death. So for Ruth, her husband died after 10 years or so of marriage. And she found herself to be a widow. Remember we are looking at finding the purpose of God in widowhood. Now, in that same Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. Before then, Ruth's mother-in-law decided to return back to Bethlehem Judah. And Ruth and Opa, this other sister-in-law, decided to follow Naomi to Bethlehem Judah. And on the way now, I want us to see how any widow listening to this broadcast can find God's purpose even in their own widow. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more so, if aught but death, part thee and me. Now, this was... Ruth's word to her mother-in-law Naomi. But I want to transfer who we need to say this to. If Ruth could understand that this is what she needed to do to Naomi, how much more we. So in order to discover the purpose of God in widowhood, you need to first determine who do you follow. Do you want to follow the Lord? Discovering the purpose of God in widowhood needs you. To say, Lord, yes, my husband may have gone, but entreat me not to go away from you. So first you want to come to the place of making a resolution of going deeper in your personal walk with God. This is very, very important for you as a widow. Where God goes is where you want to go. You want to follow God. You want to lodge wherever God lodges. Wherever God lodges is where you want to lodge. Whoever is God's people should be your people. It's in this relationship with God that you begin to find your life purpose in widowed. For unless you discover your place in God, it will be difficult for you to find even the purpose of God in the midst of your widowed. I'm praying God give you a deeper understanding of this. So what have I said so far? Don't allow widowhood to uproot you from God. No man is everlasting. Every man will live this side of eternity. But we have an everlasting father, an everlasting husband, and that is God. So in one word, what I'm saying is you want to plant yourself into God it's in going with God, it's in following God, it's in lodging with God, it's in making the people of God your people, that you will begin to find the purpose of God in the midst of your widowed. Now, let's read Mark chapter 12, verses 41, 42, 43, and 44. And it reads, I'm reading this time from the NIV. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. So, are you seeing a widow that discovered the purpose of God for her life? This widow was in the church. She was in the temple, and when it was all free time, the last two mites that she had, King James said, was what she put down. The last two copper coins that she had was what she put down. The last two few cents that she had, she put it down, even in the offering box. This is a woman who discovered the purpose of God, even in the midst of her widow. The fact that she came to church tells you that she's seeking God. And taking the last few money that she has and drop it, tells you also a woman that have come to the place that understood that, look, our need is not, will not be met by what she has, but there is a God who will provide all she needs. So Jesus said, look, out of the many people who are dropping money into the offering box, this is the woman who put most, who was paid most. And why was that woman able to pay most? She found the purpose of God for her life. She knew her feeding, her drinking will come from the Lord. And the same thing, that was why I started with the fact that Ruth said to Naomi, wherever you go, that is where I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God shall be my God. It's as if Ruth was saying, I have abandoned myself to you. You can't ask me to go back, unfortunately. I am yours. And that is where you need to come to as a widow. Where you totally abandon yourself into the hands of God. And it is in doing that that you will begin to find even the purpose of God in the midst of your widow. There is no season of life that we find ourselves in that God have no purpose for. He redeems even our woes. He redeems our disappointment. He redeems our troubles. He gives beauty for our ashes. Now, 1 Timothy 5, 5 says, Now she that is our widow indeed, And desolate, trusted in God, are you seeing again? And continued in supplications and prayers night and day. This is the purpose of a widow. She supplicates before God in prayer night and day. Do you know whom I'm remembering now? Who is coming to my mind now? Anna, the daughter of Fanuel. She trusted God. She sought the face of the Lord both for her life and for her generation. This is your purpose as a widow. As you walk with God, as you deepen yourself in God, as you allow him to remove even your ashes, as you allow him to beautify your life, you will begin to find more meaning in life, even in him. A widow indeed is the one who is desolate, but trusting God and continuing supplications and prayers night and day. And my prayer for you is that in the midst of your widow, which may have happened so suddenly, may you find for yourself the purpose of God, even in the midst of your widow. Amen.
0: This is Woman in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started continuing this series called Learning from the Wise in the Bible. Our sub series is Ruth, treading the path of widowhood. Our topic for today is the challenge of widowhood. Widowhood is challenging. There are monetary, physical, emotional, mental challenge of to becoming a widow. And yet, Ruth took on those challenges headlong. Ruth became a picker in the fields. she became a gleaner, she gleaned wheat and took it home for her and her mother-in-law to share. Sisters, because you are a widow does not mean you cannot do what you need to do to help yourself and help others in life. Ruth fulfilled her potential and was able to provide for herself and her mother-in-law, even though she was a widow, especially in the Bible times. Deborah be will now take us further on this subject. Father God, we
1: thank you for every individual going through this series. Thank you for what you have in your heart in this series. Thank you. And I am praying that today's episode will go forth into every heart and accomplish whatsoever is in your heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival, and particularly to this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. We are on sub-series 2, Root, Treading the Path of Widowhood. Yesterday, we were looking at finding God's purpose in widowhood and I want to encourage you to go back to our website to retrieve that episode, www.ochoofrighteousness.co.uk is the website you want to visit. And if you need to give us a call or WhatsApp or whatsoever or drop us a line online, go on our website, get on our contact us page. Amen. So without much ado, we want to continue looking at root, treading the path of widowed. We are looking at various wives in the Bible, their ordeal, the outcome of their ordeal and how they allow whatsoever to face them to adorn the gospel or how they refuse to adorn the gospel. Now, we are looking at the story of Ruth, and we saw that at some point, Ruth was a married woman. She was married to Malon, the son of Naomi. And we said that Ruth was an unbeliever, while Malon was a believer. But the time came when the God of Israel became the God of Ruth. And at that point, she could confidently say to Naomi, entreat me not to go away from you. Where you go is where I will go. And we're saying to discover the purpose of God, that is the same place you must come to. Where you abandon yourself into the arms of God. And today, let us look at the challenge of widowhood. I'm praying that as many widows that are going through this. Maybe you have been a widow for decades or you are just widowed. I'm praying that God, who is the husband of widows, will come for your help. He will encourage you. He will comfort your heart and refocus your heart again on himself so the challenge of widow there are many challenges that faces widows generally there is a challenge of provision maybe a responsibility that used to be that of both the husband and wife suddenly fall on the shoulder of the wife alone even financial responsibility If there is a child in that marriage or children in the marriage, the upkeep, the caring, the raising of that child or that children becomes a sole responsibility of the widowed woman. There is boredom. There is emotional need attached. There are all sorts of challenges that faces the life of a widow. But how do we respond to this? Many challenges that I won't have the time to be going through now. Let us read Luke chapter 18. We will take it from verse 1 probably to verse 5. And it reads, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. saying, There was in a city a judge who feared no God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine enemy. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear no God, nor regard ma. Yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now we are seeing the parable that Jesus told of this widow. There was a challenge that definitely faced the life of this widow. There was a great need that faced her. And we are seeing this widow knew where to channel her need towards. She knew who to go to for help. She knew who to seek for help. Regardless of what your challenge may be as a widow, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's uh, financial, maybe it's sexual, whatsoever the need may be. Can I encourage you? Just as this widow went to this unjust judge. You have a better judge, the judge of the universe, the one who judges rightly. This is the person you want to take, whatsoever your need is, to first, not to man first. The arm of flesh fails, but the challenge of widowhood that you might be facing, take it to the Lord in prayer. That was why yesterday we said you need to find the purpose of God in widowhood as you allow yourself to get root, to take root in God. There will definitely be challenges. We are not ignoring that. But as challenges come, take those challenges before the great judge. This unjust judge respected no one, yet he could not ignore the coming of this widow. He said, I will avenge her, lest by her continual commission weary me. That is an unjust judge, like I said. You have a judge that will give you the right justice. Whether the justice you need is emotional, is psychological, is mental, it's social, whatsoever. He is able to avenge you and avenge you speedily. And some other couple of scriptures encourages you as a widow. Psalm 68 verse 5 says, A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Are you saying? You have someone who is your judge and he is the judge of the whole earth. And he judges any situation that comes our way. There is no situation that is too big or too small for him to handle. So whatsoever challenge comes your way, make him your first point of contact. And also Psalms 146 verse 9 says, the Lord preserves the strangers. He relieved the fatherless and widows. The NIV says the Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widows. God will sustain you. He will relieve you of your pain. He will relieve you of your emotional concern. He will relieve you of the financial concern that you have even over your children. Is it how to pay the children's school fees? God is able to sustain you. That was why I told you at the very beginning of this series that this is the time to find your root in God. Now also, Proverbs 15 verse 25 says, The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he sets the widow's boundary stones in place. Are you seeing? The King James says, The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the border of the widow. God knows how to establish you. He knows how to establish you emotionally, spiritually, financially, psychologically. You find your root inside him. Psalms 54 verses 4 to 6 also says, I will read it from the NIV." Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. Are you seeing? He is the one who will sustain you in the midst of the challenges that comes your way. Verse five. Let evil recoil on those who slander me. In your faithfulness destroy them. Verse six. I will sacrifice a freewill offering to you. I will praise your name, for I will praise your name, Lord, for it is good. This is what you want to do. In the midst of the challenges that face you, in the midst of the difficulty that are really are facing you, you praise the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Turn those challenges. To object of praise. Praise God. Turn those challenges to opportunity to praise God. And finally, Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the law, that he might be glorified. So what are we taking from here? In the midst of your challenges, I've told you, turn to God. Call on God, who is the just God. As you call on him, Isaiah 61 verse 3 tells you, apart from all we've seen before that we will sustain you, it says he will appoint to you with money. Turn to him in your money. And He says he will give unto you beauty for your ashes. God is able to beautify you in the midst of your widow he will give unto you the oil of joy for your mourning man cannot do this and then he will give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness you see what i'm saying this is why the challenges that come to you must be an avenue to turn towards god as you turn towards god you will see god begin to take away the spirit of heaviness and reprobe you with the garment of praise Why will He do all this? The Bible says, so that you can be called. So that you will be called. So that you are called oak of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. The display of God's splendor. God wants to make you the display of His splendor. God wants to show you forth as His own planting. God wants to call you is widow that is working in righteousness and i want to encourage you your daily challenge your regular challenges your daily challenges your emotional challenges whatsoever challenge that comes your way package them and let them take you back to the husband of widows the one who is able to sustain you the one who is able to justify you the one who is able to give you beautiful ashes all love joy for mourning, garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I'm praying that you will seek him, you will look for him, even in the midst.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started continuing the series, Learning from the Wise in the Bible. Our sub-series is Ruth, Treading the Path of Widowhood. Our topic for today is, What Widowhood is Not. Today, we will be seeing what widowhood is not. Deborah will be taking us through what a widow shouldn't do and how to fulfill your potential that God has for your life, even as a widow. I pray that God will help you to see what widowhood is and what it is not, and how to use your widowhood to glorify him. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the privilege, Lord, to continue this series. Thank you for the many widows who might be going through this. We praise you, Lord. Be thou exalted and be thou magnified. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome you back to this Women in Revival podcast and particularly to this series where we are learning from wives in the Bible. And we are looking at Ruth, a woman who was once a wife and the time came when, you know, she became a widow. So we are looking at her life and trusting God to help you. In the story of Ruth, there was a time when she had challenges also. The challenge of what to eat, what to drink. She went into the field of Boaz, the near kinsman to her late husband. You know, she would attach herself to her mother-in-law. She did not make herself a reproach to the name of the Lord. And I'm praying that even in the midst of your widowhood also, you will know where to go to you will know whom to approach today let us go to day three what widowhood is not i've told you there is a purpose of god in the midst of your widowhood and i've told you there are challenges indeed in the season of widowhood in the midst of it now let us see what widowhood is not i don't want you to use widowhood for the wrong thing we are going again to look at root the widowed root, and let us see what we can glean from our life in order for us to learn what widowhood is not. In Ruth chapter 3, Naomi spoke to Ruth that it is time for her to find rest for Ruth. Now, widowhood is not a time when you begin to look for all sorts of men to be coming in into you and be messing up your body. Widowhood is not a time when you begin to seek men that are defiling you. Widowhood is a time to seek rest first in God. And if remarrying is part of God's plan for you, He will work it out. So in Ruth chapter 3, Naomi, having told Ruth that I need to seek rest for you, advised Ruth what Ruth needs to do in order to go even unto Boaz. Now, I'm just going to pick a few verses. In verse 3, Naomi said to Ruth, Wash thyself therefore and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man, until he shall have done eating and drinking. Now, what do I want you to quickly take from here? First, widowhood is not an opportunity to parade yourself before me. Widowhood is not an opportunity to become proud. Naomi said to Ruth, get thee down to the floor. So it is time to humble yourself. Widowhood is not a time of pride. And then Naomi said to Ruth, but make not thyself known unto the man. So what is that saying? Don't go about messing up your physical body with men because of widowhood. Widowhood is not an opportunity for you to sell your body to men. No. And now, if you go down in that root chapter 3, verse 10, it says, And he said, now this is Boaz speaking here. Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast shewed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Widowhood is not a time to be pursuing men to be bringing in one man and bringing another. No, widowhood is a time to find your root in God. Widowhood is not a season of going a-wire. It's not a season of going wild. No, actually, widowhood should be a time of soberness for you. A time of seeking God's heart for your life. A time of carrying the burden of other widows in the place of prayer. Now, let's go to... Jeremiah 49, verse 11. And it says, Leave thy fatherless children. I will preserve them alive. And let thy widows trust in me. So widowhood is not a time to lose faith. Widowhood is not a time to abandon God. It is a time to leave your responsibility in God's hands. Widowhood is not a time to worry. I know the tendency, the possibility to worry will come. But widowhood is not an opportunity for you to worry. You have a father that you can go to. Leave your fatherless children with God. Leave your daily need in his care. And in 1 Timothy also chapter 5 verse 6, the Bible says, But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. The widow that lives in pleasure is dead even while she's alive. So widowhood is not a time for pleasure. Where you can go parties and do what you couldn't do when your husband was alive. Widowhood is not a time to go about binge drinking. Widowhood is not a time to get yourself in all sorts of addiction. No. Widowhood is a time to live in honoring God. Widowhood is a time to be God's pleasure. And my prayer for you is that. You will not invest your widow into what it is not. You know, there is a scripture that comes to my heart. In the book of Job, chapter 14, I think verse 7, 8, 9. And it says, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Are you saying, yours is not an hopeless state. It says, there is hope for you. Even though you look caught now, there is hope for you. Verse 8. Though the root thereof works old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, nigh yet through the scent of water it reborn, and bring forth boughs like a plant. That is what God wants you to do. Let your roots go deep into God. Don't invest your widowhood in what widowhood is not. Widowhood is not a time to be proud. Widowhood is not a time to be parading men. Widowhood is not a time to be making up in order to find men that you will be attractive to. That is not the essence of widowhood. Widowhood is a time for you to get grounded in God. For you have no husband to care for anymore, you know, so your submission goes directly before God, your care goes directly before God. And I am praying that you will not invest your widowhood on what widowhood is not. Amen.
0: This is Woman in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started continuing this series, learning from the wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Ruth, treading the path of widowhood. Our topic for today is relating with past in-laws. Today, we will be seeing how to relate with past in-laws. We will be learning from the character of Ruth she related with her mother-in-law, Naimi, taking care of her because she knew no one else could take care of her after her two sons had died. Ruth took responsibility. I pray that God will help you to learn how to relate with your past in-laws and how to take care of them. Deborah Shinaby will now take us further on this subject.
1: Our heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you've helped us, even in this series. I praise you, Lord, for us, many that are going through this series with us, particularly widows. And I am praying that as we come into today's episode, you will once again equip our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Reviver Podcast. We are still on the series, learning from wives in the Bible. And we are dealing with the sub-series, Root, treading the path of widowed. We've been looking at the stories of different women in the Bible who were married women. And we've only looked at one in the past. This is our second one, Root, and we have about nine more women to look at. And I'm praying that this particular series will enrich your life and enrich your matrimony. So last time we saw what widowhood is not as we continue to look at even threading the path of widowhood considering root if you have missed any of this particular series do feel free to go on our website you will get it there uk. so threading the path of widowhood and we looked last time on what widowhood is not when root became a widow we saw that Ruth displayed to us the perfect example of a widow. Boaz said she wasn't going after young men. She wasn't messing about. She wasn't wasting her time. She was a godly woman. Now today, let us look at relating with past in-laws as a widow. Because whether you like it or not, there will be the need to relate with past in-laws. I know from culture to culture, from places to places, this matter different and I know there are some culture which the way they carry things out are actually very very unfair upon the woman even in that like we said at the beginning of this series find your roots in God there are society where when the husband is dead the in-laws take over and take every property of the man and you know the woman suffers by herself and her children Yet, even though that is not the plan of God, but as for you, if that is your experience, you want to fix your heart, fix your eyes upon God, who is the sustainer of widows. So let us go again and look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, and it says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So what is this saying to you as a widow? In relating with your in-laws, you want to relate with them through peace. You want to be at peace with them. You want to follow peace with them. No matter what they have done to you, no matter what wrong they've done to you, no matter which way they have reacted to you, your disposition is to seek peace, is to pursue peace with them. I am praying that the Lord will give you the grace to make sure you are at peace with your Maybe mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother and sister-in-law. And maybe you are in a very good relationship, even with the family of your husband. Oh, I say congratulations to you. And even in that, again, relate with them from the perspective of peace. If we look at Ruth that we've been looking at in this series, in Ruth chapter 2 verse 2, the Bible says, And Ruth the Moabites said unto Naomi, Now who is Naomi to Ruth? This is Ruth's mother-in-law. So Ruth said to her, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn. After him, in all sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. So we are seeing that in Ruth's journey as a widow, she was still relating with her past husband, mother, in a peaceful way we know how she journeyed from moab to bethlehem judah with her mother-in-law and now she's saying with her mother-in-law and even in going out to pursue life you see she was in communication with her mother-in-law obviously i'm not saying you go and be pouring your life whatsoever is happening to your past husband's mother but the point that i'm driving that is as long as it is within your reach you follow peace with your in-laws and also in that same Ruth chapter 2 verse 18 to 22 says and she took it up and went into the city and her mother in-law saw what she had gleaned and she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. now this is Ruth, having gleaned in boaz's field you see she brought some even to a mother-in-law and some of you as i'm thinking of this may actually be well okay maybe after the death of your husband and maybe you are the one supporting the family before and now that your husband is gone you don't want to stop as the lord helps you continue to give the little support that the lord enables you to give to your dead husband's mother we see root here She brought what she gleaned. The Bible says after she was satisfied, she brought some to her mother-in-law. And verse 19 says, And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where have you gleaned today? And where rotest thou? Blessed be he that that daddy take knowledge of thee. And she shewed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrote today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who I have not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabite said, He said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men, until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said unto Ruth, Daughter in law, it is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So we are seeing the attitude of fruit to our dead husband, Malon's mother, Naomi. She was in constant communion actually when she had, she offered help to Naomi she gave to Naomi she no longer see herself as a daughter-in-law to Naomi she saw herself as a daughter to Naomi and Naomi also saw Ruth from that perspective she referred to her as her daughter and I'm praying that also widowhood will not bring a bridge between you and your mother-in-law like i said as the lord help you be in communion with them give them constant call check on them you know when it's possible take the children to visit them when it's possible ask them to visit you when it's possible send them something if you have and i'm praying that the lord will help you even as you do so and finally Ruth 4 14 to 16 says and the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel, and it shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thy old age, for thy daughter-in-law which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons have borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. Are you saying, even after Ruth remarried, She's still related with Naomi as a mother to the point that we are seeing Naomi here nursing and nurturing the child of Ruth. I know here you may say, Well, that was a culture, blah 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 blah. But for you also there is a evil culture. Your job is to follow peace with all men. And it is my prayer that the Lord will enable you and make you a godly example of a widow, even that others may be able to numb Christ even from your very life. Amen.
0: Women in revival podcast four days ago we started continuing the series called learning from the wise in the bible our sub-series is ruth treading the path of widowhood our topic for today is remarrying today deborah will be talking about remarrying and how getting used to the life of marriage will be and how fulfilling your potential and fulfilling what god wants you to do in your new marriage will work ruth fulfilled her potential in life and she got remarried to Boaz and they had a child who became the father of Jesse who was the father of King David and who eventually is a great 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 many times great grandfather of Jesus our Lord. Sister, God used Ruth and her remarrying. It may be difficult at first but if God's plan for you is remarrying you should go ahead knowing fully well that he will help you. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father, we praise you, Lord, for all you've helped us even throughout this series. Thank you for this last day of this particular series, and I'm praying that you will cap it up, Lord, even in every individual heart. Thank you for widows that may be gathering together going through this series. Thank you as you edify them, as you establish them in you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I really want to say a very big thank you for joining us on this series. For as many who have shared this particular series, I'm saying thank you. And I, it is my prayer that this series has been a blessing to you. We are looking into the Bible to look at women who were wives in the Bible, their ordeal, and the outcome of their ordeal. Do they allow what they faced to have done the gospel? And we first looked at Eve, a woman that allowed a third party, a total stranger, to destroy her life and that of her marriage. And in this sub-series two, we are looking at root threading the path of widowhood. And we've discussed how to find God's purpose in widowhood, that you need to let your root go into God. Let him be your God. Where is lodge, lodge there? Let God's people be your people. Don't use widowhood as a means to not be getting bad company. The Bible says, bad company corrupts good manner. And also don't use widowhood as a means of pleasure, of worldliness. No, widowhood is a season of life. And if you yield it into the hands of God, you, it can be fruitful even in God's hands. And we discuss the challenge of widowhood. We discuss what widowhood is not. We discuss relating with your past in-laws, which was our last episode. If you have missed any of this, do go back to our website, Uk and feel free to contact us. Go on our contact us page and we'll be happy to respond back to you. So today... As we finish this particular series on route, I want us to consider something that might be a possibility for you as a widow. Remarrying. So, how do you go about it as a widow that might be considering remarry or that you think the Lord is leading you on the path of remarrying? Again, we are going to go back to the word of God. First, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 8 to 9. It says, I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. Now, this is Brother Paul saying, it is good for a widow to remain single, not remarrying again. But verse 9 says, but if they cannot contain, if you are lost in after other men, even though that is not a genuine reason for marriage, Paul says, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to bond. So again we are seeing that remarriage is acceptable. Now 1 Corinthians 7:39 also says, the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. So what is this saying? As a widow, you know now that you were only bound to your husband as long as he's alive on this side of eternity. But if you are now considering marriage after the demise of your husband, what is the Bible saying? The Bible says, do so in the Lord. Don't remarry outside the Lord. That means don't go and marry a non-believer. This is very, very serious. Don't say, when well, it comes to church, you must be certain that indeed you are marrying a genuine disciple of the Lord. So remarrying is acceptable for a widow who wants to remarry, but the remarrying must be a marriage to someone in the Lord. And Romans chapter 7 verse, verse 2 to 3 also says, For the woman which have an husband is bound by the law to her husband, so long as he liveth." it. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. Are you saying? So then, if while her husband lives, she be married to another man, so she shall be called as adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. So you are free to remarry. But your remarrying must be within the boundary. Of God's children. This is very, very important. Remember, that was why we started by saying, Let your roots go deep into the Lord Jesus. First Timothy 5:14 says, I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Now, this is addressing widows again, particularly young widows. That rather than become promiscuous, rather than be parading men or men parading you, it is better that you settle with a man, but again in the Lord. So that you give no occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully about widows in Christ. This is very, very important. So that the word of God is not blasphemed through your widowhood. Rather than to mess about, Find a man to marry if that is part of the will of God for you. And Proverbs chapter 11, 14 says, Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So, why am I reading this? Now, we have seen that remarrying is acceptable as long as it's within the circumference of the people of God. And this Proverbs 11, 14 is now saying, in the multitude of counsellors they receive to. In as it is not wrong to remarry, but you want to do so in the multitude of godly counsellors. Don't remarry in your own wisdom, of your own volition. Remarry allowing elders to guide you into the marriage. As we see of Ruth. Now let's read the book of Ruth chapter 3. First in verse 1. Then, then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, my daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? So here we are saying that it was an elder. Now, I'm not even taking Naomi as Ruth's mother-in-law. I am seeing her as an older woman. Remember, she was also widowed. She was experienced. So she said, let me seek rest for you. So this is the reason why you need to remarry in safe environment, allowing elders to cancel you so that they can lead you into a marriage that will be rest for your soul. I'm praying that the Lord will help you even to take it to this little admonition that I'm trying to give you. And if you now go to chapter four of that same route, you will see that even in Boaz making the right step. On Ruth's behalf. Again, you will see in verse 2. Maybe let me read it from verse 1. And he says, Then went Boaz up to the gate and sat him down there. And behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz spake came, came by, unto whom he said, Ho, oh, such a one, turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. So what are you seeing? Even in the choice of Boaz and Ruth becoming husband and wife, it wasn't without the input of elders. So as you consider remarrying, do so. Not just with your friends. Do so. Seeking counsel for godly men and women who will lead you aright. Who will make sure entry marriage will bring you into the rest that we find in Christ Jesus and it is my prayer that your widowhood will continue to adorn the gospel we've seen Ruth her widowhood adorned the gospel actually by the time you get to Matthew chapter 1 you will meet Ruth again in the New Testament she was one of the great 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 grandparents of our Lord Jesus Christ a widowhood brought glory to the Lord. And it is my prayer that your widowhood will be part of the implement that God will use to help life even as we await the soon and coming Lord Jesus. Amen.